Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode of three hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, this. it's a happy Monday and happy Halloween. I don't celebrate um, the devil's holiday. My God. All right. Let's start it again from the top. All right. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say the intro again. Let's try that one more time. A little bit more pep this time. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer and it's Monday, so it is our uh, weekly pop culture news, real stuff with my brother, Raheel. Hello. Now I'm going to wish you happy Man. Monday and happy Halloween. Can you please be a decent human being? Sure. <clears throat> happy Halloween. Hello. Eh. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Not- happy Halloween. I'm actually, I'm a, I am pretty depressed. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. There's a lot going on. Let's. I mean, yes, there is a lot going on. Um, uh, all right. So you want to talk about it? Or? You know, this is not the way people want to start their Monday mornings. If they're, if this is the time that you are listening to, I apologize. When do people yeah. listen to this? Do they listen to this? Are we just talking to each other? No, is people do happen? listen. People do listen. Yeah, they're lovely, lovely human beings. They listen. There's several 49ers fans out there. I know. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations to us. Uh, Christian McCaffrey balled out today. He had a passing touchdown, a running touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. Do you know who Christian McCaffrey is? No. You want me to pep up? This is the only way. Okay, no, listen, listen, we were not at sports talk yet, but I did want to say that a lot of people I know are listening because I've gotten multiple messages from people saying, hey, your brother's really fun, but like, what's up with his obsession with problematic dudes named Tom? Wait, so there's Brady. Who's Uh the other problematic dude? Cruz? Yeah. Are people saying Tom Cruise is problematic? Listen, there's a lot of mysterious stuff about him, is there not? There's a lot of mysterious stuff about him. I agree, but you don't look at the man for his personal life. He goes out and he gives us all to entertain you. That What more do you want from a person? Okay. That's insane. Tom, That's asking way to, too much. You, you need to take it down. Okay, you're coming in too hot. <laughs> anyway, um, we have so much to talk about today. Raheel, you asked to start with yes. a particular topic. Go ahead. It's very depressing, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we have lightly touched on a piece of shit named Andrew Tate in the past because can, he is can a fucking him Andrew joke. Taint from now on? Sure. Andrew Taint, whatever. Very disrespectful to Taints, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Apologies to Taints everywhere in the world. I have, you know what? Hold on. Give me a second to apologize to my own. Um, 
So we, you and I, uh-huh. we mention him casually as a joke because yeah. he is a fucking joke. Yes. No one should take this piece of shit seriously. That's right. right. Uh-huh. Our brother, God bless him. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. He does not. No, no. I, 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 I should. I should set that up properly. So we're in uh, multiple groups, right? Uh, and group text, these group groups. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Group chats. And all of these groups are filled with brown guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've this mentioned morning, our brother- before that they're very problematic brown guys. No, yeah, like, exactly. Nice, very nice on the surface, but like getting deep with them, you're like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So our brother, God bless his heart, sent this video this morning of a podcast where uh, Andrew Taint talks mm-hmm. about uh, apparently he converted to Islam. That's right. He sent it. I think he actually he sent the video yesterday. And your husband and I were like, we're not interested in listening to this garbage. Like, why are you sending this? Right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, I actually don't know anything about Andrew Tate. I just oh thought God. it would be an interesting oh. conversion story. This morning, he drove up to Rochester with our mother. Yes. Um, and he said, I had time to kill. So I listened to the podcast. Oh and no. it's interesting. Oh, no. It's interesting to hear somebody talk, somebody who is... Um, you know who is uh, controversial? Talk about his uh, his conversion story to conversion to Islam, and I'm just like, no, no, I don't, I, I don't yeah. want to hear this, right? No, so, you. your husband and I in that group, we were like, no, he's a piece of shit. Like this yeah. isn't what you want. Like this isn't yeah. the grift that you want. Yes. What I found out subsequently oh, is God. that not only are people on board, oh my god, but people. Apparently, in this group, people that I have known for multiple years, for oh, decades, oh no. not only follow Andrew Tate, but think that he is a good guy, that he <sighs> is a straightforward guy. And it fucking blows my mind. I don't understand it. Okay, like, so here's the question I have, right? Like, you know, these mm-hmm. guys, because you know, these guys, because you play basketball with them. Um, and we talk about these guys often, because I think that it's I think like, you know, for us as like liberal Democrat, you know, Americans, Mm -hmm. we do often talk about like, yeah, you know, Trumpers and MAGA people and all that stuff and conservatives and how problematic it is. But like the realistic part, like, and we're very lucky. We live in New Jersey. It's super duper blue. It's like a super liberal, wonderful place to be. Mm-hmm. And and it does sometimes feel like, oh, are we like surrounded by like, you know, is it like a what do you call it? Like a a vacuum of our own thoughts or whatever, like all that stuff. But like we are often surrounded by people who have very problematic views. And it's actually one of the reasons why I don't have a lot of uh close brown friends is because or like Muslim friends is because whenever I've gotten or tried to get closer to them. Like, I do find that it – I find out things where I'm, like, I question your – like, I question what would happen if, like, my child was gay and on fire. Like, I, I just, like, I don't know. And, like, yeah, my heart says, oh, they're decent people. They would, like, do the right thing, right? Yeah. But, like, but like I don't know. I don't know because sometimes they say stuff where I'm, like, are you out of your fucking mind? But, like, we bring these people up a lot because – in the real world, we do unfortunately have to interact with 
or have to interact with these people to some capacity. I don't, but you do. But you know them through like you play basketball with them. You're they're like sports friends of yours, right? Well, no. So I, I want to defend my basketball guys. This wasn't the group with the basketball guys. This is a whole other subset of uh, primarily Pakistanis. Um, okay. And oh, God. Uh, so, so this group, right? This, mm-hmm. this group of guys. I don't think that they, um, I'd be worried about them listening to this podcast because uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> I think it's pretty liberal. But there is a subset of brown men. I think it, it's actually Pakistanis and Indians also mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I've run into that have these um, that have like these weird like Republican views uh-huh. when it comes to things like money. When yeah. it comes to things like money. When it comes to things like diversity, um, Uh specifically how they feel about diversity being enforced on them, um, about gay rights being enforced on them. They're the guys that are very into the stock market, for example. So, you know, when everybody was into the stock market in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. These are a bunch of finance bros. That's what they are. But that's they're, the thing. They're not they're not they're exactly not, finance bros, but they're finance bro like that is what they aspire to be. Right. Like, they're, that is, they're finance bro wannabes. Yeah, they're exactly. Like, they're like I know exactly who these guys are. But here's my question. So you know that they are now talking about whatever liking Andrew Taint and thinking that he's mm-hmm. a decent person. But my yeah. question to you is like, do you know what these men what their relationship is like with their spouses. I don't because know like the intimate details of, you know, their relationship with their spouses. Right. I, I probably have only met like two or, well, you know, some of their spouses I, I've obviously known for a long time. Right. And mm-hmm. I have a relationship with their spouses and I have a relationship with my friends. Right. Mm-hmm. I make it a point not to judge how people, uh, live their lives um, within their relationships, um, mm-hmm. especially unless somebody's, like being, up, unless somebody's like getting hurt. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, yeah. or in case somebody's looking for an affair, you know. Oh, okay. um, Hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think what has become apparent to me, and maybe it's because you know I haven't followed the traditional path uh, when it comes to that stuff, right? Like, I didn't get married when I was in my twenties. I didn't get married when I was in my 30s. I'm probably not going to get married in my 40s. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how this is going to go, right? Um, But I never had that experience where you are a young brown man in a relationship for the first time with a young brown woman. Um, And what you have been taught your entire life is that your brown wife is going to be subservient to you, right? And that's, you know, in some ways what the brown girl has been told as well. Right. Um, So (sighs) what I've seen happen in those situations is, um, you know, there is there is confusion. Right. You're like, okay, you are living in America. Um, You're obviously not a Republican because Republicans hate us. Right. Like you understand, like we're Muslims and we are Pakistani or we're Indian. These Republicans hate us. Mm -hmm. So the thing that, you know, when you jump on board with the racism and the homophobia because you think it's somehow either funny or you, you see like rich white dudes be homophobic or sexist um, or, you know, misogynist. And you think it's funny um, and maybe it's tapping into some part of your uh, 
young brown man psyche when it was you know that's kind of what we grew up in and you think and you think that you're somehow correlating that with religion in some way you I know? feel like you're giving them too much credit I really do I think that these are people without personalities whose only personality is that they made money, their only personality is material things, and their only personality is following these assholes, these misogynist assholes, these dorks that think that they're fucking like these incel kings that think that they did something by saying problematic things and being like, I'm just saying, I'm just talking to you, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I think you're giving them too much credit. I don't think it's that deep. I think they're fucking losers and they probably haven't ever really thought that deeply about women or gay people or anything besides whatever it is that they've heard on the internet by some douchey incel asshole who has a bunch of followers. That's really all it is. I don't think that it's this like like deeply connected cultural thing. I think that these are people without personalities who think that their personality is like doing this stuff on the internet, wearing ankle high, uh, like, or, or, you know, like, what is it? High waters? Is that what you call it? I don't know, man. I, I don't wear, know. We're not. I just, well, I'm a target person here. Listen, right? I had an amazing trip at Old Navy today. I, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it later. But listen, like, I'm not like, I don't know. Like they just they all dress the same. They get the same haircuts. They have the same cars. They like worship Elon Musk. Like these are yeah. losers. They're fucking losers. And they think that just because they made some money and were able to buy a luxury vehicle or whatever, that they now have a personality and have the right to talk about things that they don't fucking understand or even care that deeply to understand. Because if you ever talk to any of these people, right, and you try to give them like facts, they'll say something like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's all messed up. You know, it's all messed up. All both sides are bad. It's like the world is fucked up. You know, like that's the shit that they say because you can't actually have a deep conversation with them. I think they're fucking so, losers. Fuck Andrew Tate. Can we move on to the next topic, please? I'm like so, so I, enraged I, right now. We, we we can move on to the next topic. My only thing is, um, I don't like to just call people losers or just stupid. Um, because that is kind of the end of the conversation, right? And I don't, I, I, you know, if anything, you know, once I get over my rage and my, um, just my exhaustion, just thinking about it, um, you know, I, I try to, I try to think about, okay, well, what other, what other place can this type, like, what can I learn from this, right? Oh my God, I think that it. No, but there is, but there is a thing to learn from it. The thing that I, that I learned from it is I, it gives me insight into Trump voters because I, I disagree with these guys a hundred percent. Right. But I do understand how it happens. Like I grew up, like I moved to this country when I was 12 years old from Saudi Arabia. Right. And how I thought about Islam versus how I think about Islam now is drastically different. Right. Um, and you know, I am very liberal, um, but I'm at a, I'm in a place now where I can be fully liberal and fully Muslim and not feel bad about either one of them. Yeah. When I was growing up, that was not the case until I was like, you know, in my mid twenties, I thought you had to pick one. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I had a conversation with myself. I went through it all. I was like, this is stupid. What mm-hmm. what my relationship with God is between me and God. Mm-hmm. The rest of this stuff is nonsense, right? So just focus on that. And then, you know, 
I think I don't understand how like I do understand it, but like there is no religion in the world like putting people down, putting you know different types of people down, people that are different than you down. There is no God in the world or there's no God in any religion that would be okay with that, right? Yeah. So so that's what I understand from it. And so, but I understand the pull, the pull when you're like, oh, you know what? I'm doing this in some fucked up way for my religion. So, you know, that's what I think about with Trump voters. Like, Like with Trump voters, I'm like, how do you not see the fucking grift? Like, how do you, how do you think of this man as a Christian man when he is so transparently unchristian you know how are you okay with this so i mean i think that's really nice of you that you care i think that i'm i'm and maybe this is because maybe i can't care because my like my like like mental load is already full of like (laughs) the things that i need to think about right like i need to think about hold on did you just call me dumb is that what you just did no 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 i'm not i'm actually saying that i don't have the emotional or like psychological capacity to try to understand people like this because for like my sake and my children's sake right like Mm -hmm. i we started this conversation by saying like these are people that we do know that exist that circulate in some of the same social circles as us right Mm -hmm. like we know we've attended gatherings where these kinds of people are but these people are not deep enough for me to try to care about and these people are not like and same thing with like trump voters is like i'm sure that there's a couple that are like i've got very good friends from the south i have a very good friend in kentucky and a very very good friend in georgia and her their families and family friends are all trump voters and they're officially at the point of their like evolution from growing up conservative to being uh, very liberal now that they are mm-hmm. like, we are officially ready to argue with our family members, right? Yeah. But even that, they've they've now gotten to the point where they're like, we know why they think the way they do. And it's so it's so ingrained in who they are, like the Herschel Walker thing. Like, it's so obvious. It's so obvious that, like, nobody should vote for him. But when they talk about him, it's always like, well, you know, everybody's mudslinging. Like, that's (laughs) the stuff that's coming up because they come up with excuses to excuse the thing so that they don't have to think about it anymore. And my thing is, there's no point in trying to understand a person like that. There's no point in it because the level of of my level of interaction with somebody like that is very surface. It's very basic. I'm not getting deep with you because you are not going to understand where I'm coming from. And frankly, you will enrage me. So it's better for me to protect my peace and like for my mental health and my like the sake of the peace of my brain. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. You want to follow Andrew Taint or praise the fact that for some fucking reason he converted? Like, this is not a win for us. This is not a win for us. I'd like to move on to another topic, which is also not a win for us. Can we move on, please? I beg of you. Uh, I guess I have to listen to the woman. This is what the world's coming to. Oh, my God. I fucking hate you. Okay, Let's talk about Rishi Sunak. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people last week was Diwali. Happy Diwali to everybody. Um, Last week, a lot of South Asians were celebrating this. They were like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is amazing. Stick it to the colonizers. Rishi Sunak is an Indian man and he is the next prime minister of England. How exciting. Mm -hmm. But guys, this is not a win. It's not a win. Well, (laughs) 
It's kind of a win, right? I, so here's the thing. Well, go ahead. It's a win if you say, let's stick it to, you know, the royal family. And, like, the fact that it's a win in the sense that, like, who would have thought, you know, like, 100 years ago when these fuckers mm-hmm. were, like, destroying our country that one of the people that they are looking at as a slave, basically, yeah. is going to end up being a prime minister. Of course, it is amazing. But this guy is not a good guy. No, exactly. So I think, you know, that's the only way that it's a win, right? Um, it's just, I think as a symbol, it's nice. But then I think the, the second the, the the second thing that happened right away was that, you know, Rishi Sudak is part of basically the Republicans in the UK, right? So the, the Tories. Tories. The Tories. Um, and you don't get, you know, it's kind of like this, you know, the, the same thing that we were talking about. Uh, before right it's like these guys that think that there's a value in thinking like that in thinking in like um placing that kind of corporate business white male successful profile like that high up right mm-hmm. rishi sunak has if you look at his policies if you look at the policies of his uh of his party they are racist they're yeah. racist they're materialistic, they're homophobic, they're all of the bad things, right? So it's nice that there is a brown dude that is in charge of the UK. It's it's nice that, you know, we can, um, you know, obviously we all made our Lagan jokes last week. It was it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, it, it does kind of show again, like, oh, his own party members, there's people within his party that don't like that a party member of theirs is the PM. No, because mm-hmm. he's a brown man. You know, there's yeah. like that video of that phone call that's circulating um, to that radio show. Um, and that's who a lot of these people are, right? So like we can pretend like it's all about policy. It's all about being like fiscally responsible. And we have to, oh, we don't want free handouts because that is, um, you know, that 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 doesn't give people motivation to work hard and all this other garbage that conservatives like to spew out there, Right. At the end of the day, it is always going to be about there's always going to be racism. That's That's right. Part of it. Yeah. And And so like so like for people like Rishi Sunak or like like brown people who are conservative for some reason that we call them like (laughs) what bootlickers like these people or like, you know, these idiots that follow these incel leaders and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. You think like, oh, if I dress a certain way or if I drive a certain car and make certain money, then that person is going to have respect for me and like me. But at the end of the day, like racists, anything, anything that is driven by white supremacy is not ever going to accept you no matter how much money you make because they're still ultimately going to come down to well you're not really one of us so Mm -hmm. congratulations to you but this is not a win for us how do you feel about um do you think you would have felt different if he was uh instead of being indian and hindu he was pakistani and muslim no i would have felt the exact same way like i would like and had the same policies Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, of course. I would have felt the exact same way. Are you kidding me? That's what it comes down to. It's like, I don't give a shit who you pray to or what you look like. I give a shit what you actually are trying to do for the country that you are running or the community that you're a part of. Like, fuck you. I don't give a shit if you, like, you know, watched probably one Bollywood movie once or like <laughs> if I or if I put on a certain song, you might hear it or you know that 
you know, chai latte is not a thing and it's just chai. Like, I don't care. But like, <laughs> it, it matters what kind of a person you are. And if you're a piece of shit, like, I just don't give a shit about you. He's like, so he's deeply transphobic. Like, he's just a bad guy. He wants tax cuts for like the richest. He is richer than the fucking royal family, you guys. He is not a good guy. Okay. <laughs> He's Not just good. a bad guy. He's just <laughs> a bad guy. Okay. Um, it, I mean, I did. So there is a like a little bit, you know. Obviously, there's like like a little bit of subcontinental pride that goes. Oh, you know what? It's a nice achievement. Good, good for you, fellow. But then you also go, oh, okay, you're one of those. So yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like you know how I felt. Like I was uh, initially very on board. With M. Night Shyamalan after like the first three movies. I was like, this is this is amazing. This brown guy. I love this guy. We're taking over, right? And then Lady in the Water came out. I was like, oh fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, the happening. The happening. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Um, only bits and pieces. It is nuts. It is yeah. nuts. Yeah. Of the first, the first three movies were some of the best. Okay. The Village is still one of my favorite movies of all time. The first four. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I love The Village. Yeah. The Village. Did we need to do a finds... podcast on M. Night Shyamalan? No. So, so, okay. Shout out to one of our friends. I think you would love her. Uh, ono, ono Chelsea. Uh, ono Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Formerly known as Ono Bravo. My friend Chelsea uh, on her Patreon did do an M, M Night <laughs> roundup. She called it uh, this, the series. She called it M Nights of the Round Table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go to her Patreon and subscribe. It's very good. But yeah, I do think it's worth it. He's got another first... movie coming out. Yeah, no, I saw that trailer. No, I'm out. I'm so, still going to watch I... it. <laughs> Are you really? I think your husband, you know, the problem is he's a Philly guy and your husband <laughs> yes. can't, he can't quit the Philly guys. Can't quit those Philly guys. And also your husband likes the spooky scaries, which I don't care for horror movies. So You don't? Eh, I love dumb. a spooky scary. We love spooky scaries. Um, okay. All right. Next topic. I, um, speaking of the spooky scaries, um, we got to talk about your guy, Touchdown Tommy. Uh, we got a touch base with Touchdown Tommy, Tom Brady. Um, it's mm -hmm. official. It's official. He and Giselle are officially sad. divorcing. The statement sad. was released. Mm -hmm. Are you sad for him? No, I'm not sad. I mean, you know, God bless him. I, I'm, yeah. I am sad to see any uh, marriage end. Um, as you know, but the thing is, is like, I, I always believe divorce is a good thing at yes. the end of the day, right? Yes. It's there for a reason. It's, yeah. it's um, you know, I mean, but you know. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I don't. It's uh, it's incredible to me that he has again napalmed his relationship <laughs> for this shitty Bucks team that's two and five, and he just looks so depressed and so miserable out there. Okay, he's gonna be fine because apparently he's been texting with uh, Ron DeSantis, so like he's got he's got his <laughs> crew. Okay, he's got his crew. He's gonna be. I gotta fine. say. I gotta say, we've never seen a single Tom, a single Tom Brady in the social media age. And I am very excited to see him put the same level of dedication and hard work that he puts into football, into his dating life. I'm very excited to see how that goes. Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be some Fox News anchors in the mix. There's going to be some more supermodels in the mix. 
He was with Giselle. I think he learned some Portuguese. You know, that always comes in handy with the supermodels. I think he knows a little <laughs> bit of Spanish. Oh, real. You are so silly because this is excellent for our Halloween-specific episode. Now, have oh. you heard? Have you heard that Giselle is a witch? What? That's right. What? So Giselle is um she's very very into crystals and manifesting and all that kind of stuff and chanting mm -hmm. and mantras and all this stuff right which is like a lot of girls are into that stuff right all that all that like i don't want to i don't know what to call it but all of that kind of stuff but there's this clip of tom brady talking about his girl, his wife, Giselle, mm -hmm. and how she is really, really good at. She's like she's done all these things. Right, she's she's created these altars and places that they go to. Special like little, she's she's made potions. She's done altars. She's made like I don't know, not an effigy because that's for when you die. But like she's done these different things and all these different places that she feels are mm -hmm. spiritual. That. crystals and all these things and she's actually told him certain years like this is not your year this is your year you're gonna be fine this isn't looking good she's helped him make these decisions right okay and so he talked about it in an interview and then he goes yeah she said to me like you know you're lucky you married a witch and you're lucky that i'm a good witch mm -hmm. because and he's like <laughs> saying it jokingly right yeah but listen Tom Brady has not looked worse in his life. Okay. He it's looks going through a he, lot. Listen, remember that movie Thinner? I didn't watch yes. it. But I get the general. <laughs> you saw the trailer? I saw the trailer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like, and good for good for you, Giselle. Good for her. I feel like Giselle is doing some you know, practical magic. And okay. she is, uh, you know, she's like, oh, oh, that's fine. That's fine, Tom. You want to go back? You want to go back to the NFL? You think that's the most important? Sure. Please have fun. Enjoy yourself. No, it's going to go just fine. I'll just leave. That's fine. We'll have an amicable divorce. It'll be great. We'll put out statements. But that lady is making him look crazy. And I'm very excited for her. <laughs> Good for you. I though. think... I think a free agent Tom Brady on the market in the dating market, maybe uh, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before. I don't think mm. we've ever seen uh, a more eligible bachelor um, for, I'd say, like 55 percent of America. Actually, I wonder. So would you judge um, somebody who dates Tom Brady? Like, would you look at that person as a like negatively? Yes. Why? Because he's not a good guy. He's How is he crazy. He's a crazy person. First of all, he texts with Tom Ron DeSantis. Okay, what is he going to be? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's always good. Certain acts, like fuck you. No, Tom Brady sucks. He's not a good guy. He's a lunatic. And I feel like Giselle did a spell on him and was like, "Okay, fine. You love NFL so much. Watch me. Watch me make you love it so much that you never fucking want to leave." And that's it. And I feel like. That's really all that matters. And it doesn't matter who he dates next because she's not really getting to get much attention from him. Now, will I judge like Bella Hadid if she starts dating Tom fucking yeah, Brady? Buddy. Of course. Of course I'm going <laughs> to judge her. 
That would be first of all. I I think you're propagating a, a negative stereotype about women by uh, when you call uh, Giselle a witch and that no. she's doing witchcraft. No, I said no. I think it's amazing. First of all, do you know why women were called witches? Uh, no, I don't, and I don't want to take a jokey answer. Guess because <laughs> there's one right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The reason why women were why there was all this stuff perpetuated against women is that the women that they called witches were actually healthcare workers. Okay. And a lot of that, a lot of the stuff with witches, like the you know, the folk like the folk stories are that, you know, they killed children and they killed babies and all that stuff is because a lot of those women were actually performing abortions for mm-hmm. women. And so it was easier for them to be called things like witches and burnt at the stake and that they kill babies and they eat them and all that kind of stuff is because those women were actually healthcare workers doing right by other women and the the patriarchy won't allow it. Um, also, I don't want to be disrespectful to people who are actually Wiccan because there's nothing wrong with that, you know? True. I, I agree. I But I but what you're saying is that she's sucking the life out of him from afar. I'm saying, you know what? Maybe that's, that's maybe it was in their vows. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. She also anyway, helped so, him win, possibly. So it's not like no, I'm I exactly solely sucking the life out of him. The proof is in the pudding, as I say. <laughs> Nobody's been more successful. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let me ask you a question: uh, Leonardo or Tom Brady on Who's the open worse? market? Who oh, do you? Who gets, yeah. Who gets more ladies? I don't know. No, not not who gets more ladies. Who? Let's say you have a you have a single friend, right, or a single <laughs> brother, and. <laughs> They have a choice between Leonardo or Tom Brady. Which direction do you push them in? Well, I guess it depends on their age. Because I know that if they're... They're both 20, the same age. Oh, they're, they're both over, the same age. No, no, no. No, no. The, Tom Brady and Leonardo no, no, no. DiCaprio saying, are the same age. I know. I'm saying it doesn't... If my friend is over 25, I cannot even suggest her to Leonardo because of the age... <laughs> requirement right so that kicks them out of the running but i guess if they're under 25 and to leonardo's persuasion um unfortunately i guess i have to say leonardo because yeah good for my guy good for my guy because i just don't like tom brady okay can i throw tom cruise in there as well if i also throw tom cruise in the mix 60 year old tom cruise which way (laughs) where are you pushing where are you well, like we've phone? talked about before, we're certain that Tom Brady is a Ken doll. Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise is a Ken doll. Yeah, okay? no but private there's parts. There's nothing, no private parts. He got that it's stuff too- just lasered off. He said, mm, I don't need it. It makes me aerodynamic without one. Like, so yeah, I, exactly. feel like, I feel like maybe Tom Cruise, but he also is terrifying in Scientology scares me. So I don't know. I, I think they're all I think all three of those guys are great guys. Oh I think God. any woman or person would be lucky uh to find love with any of those guys. Oh and God. I wish them the best on the dating market. Oh, I'm market. sure they were waiting for you. They were like, Oh thank yeah, God. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay. Another another thing that happened this week. We're just we're going down the line for uh problematic dudes doing weird shit. All right. Um, have you heard recently um, what is going on with, you know, 90s sweetheart, everybody's guy that they wanted to be like, Matthew Perry? So he has a book out, right? 
And I've just been, I've seen headlines and I'm like, no, I don't want to click this. This feels like a bad, a bad time. Uh huh. What's he, what's he been saying? Oh my God. So in his book, he talks a lot about like his addiction and how it was really hard for him and all this stuff. But in the book, this man says not once, but twice, he talks about Keanu Reeves, who is, I would say everybody's favorite, like who has a bad thing to say about Keanu? No one. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the top five celebrities, I think. Yeah, exactly. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Nobody hates him. Let me let me read you what he said. Okay. Um, he talks about he's talking about River Phoenix dying. And he says, River was a beautiful man inside and out. Too beautiful for this world, it turned out. It it's always seemed to be the really talented guys who go down. Why is it that original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? And then That's later insane. on, he's talking about the death of Chris Farley. And he said, uh, Chris's disease had progressed faster than mine had. Plus, I had a healthy fear of the word heroin, a fear we did not share. I punched a hole through Jennifer Aniston's dressing room wall when I found out. Ugh, Keanu Reeves walks among us. Uh, shouldn't he have just talked about himself so then he everybody was like what the fuck why would you say that and then he released a statement saying oh i have nothing personal against keanu reeves i guess i just like thought of a name and said it maybe i should have said myself and i'm like Mm -hmm. you probably should have said yourself because if this whole passage is about like these multiple passages about how you were on all these drugs and all these wonderful people were dying then maybe you should have been like why am i still fucking alive and Leave Keanu's name out of this. Yeah, that's sad. I'm uh, I'm sad to see what's happened with uh, with Matthew Perry. Obviously, um, addiction and his substance issues have a big part to play with that, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm sensitive to all of that stuff. Um, when I think about Matthew Perry, obviously, I think we all think about the same thing, right? Like he was the guy. He was like the funniest guy. Um, when we were growing up, like he was the funniest guy on TV. Um, he was a guy that basically every guy in my high school was trying to do an impression of when they were talking to girls and trying to be sarcastic and all of those things. Right. Um, I don't know after, so I I think at some point people just assumed that he was Chandler and, and I think that, you know, from everything that I've seen, like I watched the friend special or whatever, a lot of his own personality was kind of within that Chandler character, right? Like when yeah. they came up with it, they were like, oh, that's the kind of guy that we want. He obviously isn't as funny um, as Chandler is because Chandler had uh, a room full of writers, like comedy writers to come up yeah. with his lines or whatever. So I think he's always kind of felt the pressure of that. Um, so post Friends, I have two positive memories of Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. One is he had like a like a three episode arc on The West Wing, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first, the only season of Studio 60, which I watched religiously, was very, very good. And I can't believe that show didn't make it because I just love that show. Um, so I've always kind of been rooting for Matthew Perry, um, you know, to kind of get it back together. It's sad that this is where he is now, um, that he feels the need 
to kind of snipe at other people. I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, with somebody writing a book about themselves and their addiction and all this other stuff. But it feels like um, just from the headlines, because he, he said something about making out with a famous lady too, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli, is that her name? Yeah. So I saw that headline and I'm like, it's just, you know, it obviously feels like he's trying to go for headlines with this book and it's sad. It's yeah, sad I know. And then that. he also talked about, um, Cameron Diaz in the book like he's just and I get it like he's telling his own story and everything but it just seems like like sir you're already like a nepotism baby and like I get it you're very talented in like the late 90s and early 2000s what was that movie Fool's Rush in we watched it so many times we did we love that movie um with Selma <laughs> Hayek like I get it but like I feel like I don't know maybe this is like that's what just what happens when you're a celebrity where you're like you know, it's like the same thing like with like Madonna, like Madonna last week said something like she had this like weird Instagram post of like how I'm the one that did all these things. And, you know, I created a book called Sex where men were kissing men and women were kissing women. And I explored all that stuff. And everybody should be grateful to me. These like Cardi B's and Megan Thee Stallions and stuff. Everybody should be like, I don't know, great, grateful for me. If it wasn't for me, none of you guys, none of y'all would be here. And then she put like a clown emoji at the end of it. I was just like, Madonna, you're like 80. Like, relax. <laughs> like, you guys are all like, you've, you made it. You have a place. There's a huge fandom for you. You do not need to be like fighting for attention anymore. Yeah. Like, where are your money managers? How bad is life that, like, you can't just, you know, sit back and enjoy enjoy it right off well, into but, the sunset on your friends, like, you know, checks and but, leave it up. But it I along. think that's a part of it, right? It's like after you start making that much money, the amount of money doesn't really make a difference, right? Like Matthew Perry, I would imagine. I mean, I don't know what his financial situation is. I don't think he wrote the book. Um because he's in financial trouble, I, I would find that hard to believe. Yeah, I think um, what you miss is being in the spotlight, right? Because there's like no amount of money is going to replace that, like being a famous person. Um, so that's what it kind of sounds like he's maybe going after with this book. And that's sad. Like I, you know, at one point he would have been on my top five whites list. Um, he would have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like 2007, he would have been on my list. I would have, and you know, I'm still kind of rooting for him, but this is, it's a bad look and um, I don't, I don't like it. All right. Um, Harry, uh, Prince Harry, Harry of the Prince Harry, a uh, former, mm -hmm. um, former member of the monarchy. If you don't know how we feel about the colonizers, it's not great. Um, but Harry has a new memoir. And the name of his book is Spare. What are your thoughts about that? Well, as a spare myself. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I always root for the spares. Yeah. I root for Harry. I rooted for Eli Manning way more than I rooted for Peyton Manning. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other spares. <laughs> Who else is a spare? <laughs> uh, Damon Targaryen. Ever heard oh, of Oh, that's him? true. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Who else? Who else? That's it. Um, um, but yeah, um, but I will always root for a spare. Yeah, John Snow compared to Rob Snow. Rob Snow. Rob. Yeah, I mean, no, he's not really John. But yeah, he really yeah. wasn't. Yeah, spare. it's not really. He was just a bad. Call me a bastard. I did call you a bastard. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know, there's no way that I'm a bastard 
and you're not a bastard. Well, I guess <laughs> there is a way. Well, no, I could be. You guys did tell yeah. me that I was uh, found in a trash can. So That's anything true. is possible. Um, yeah, I don't know what other second sons there are, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else we'll is a spare. Yeah, we'll look at it. But we'll I, I will later. always root for, yeah, I'll always root for a spare. Yeah. And the funniest thing is, like, I don't know if, like, the internet is just, like, dumb. But, like, they're, like Newsweek had an article, like, saying, like, the meaning behind Prince Harry's <laughs> memoir title. I'm like, who doesn't understand that? Is it about tires? <laughs> <laughs> Did he mean to call it spade? Because that's... <laughs> His favorite That's card a typo. <laughs> like, how stupid. Mm-hmm. The air and the spare. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm here. I, I, do you feel happy for Harry and Meghan? I feel happy for them. I feel, uh, I don't feel one way or the other. Like, if I'm being honest, 100%, Harry and Meghan, again, very wealthy. They will never, ever have to worry about money. Yeah. Um, and... I, I, you know, sure, like, you know, I can, I can think about them positively or whatever, but I will never be able to relate to that person because mm-hmm. so much of my life and so much of like my surroundings and, and all that stuff is about, you know, figuring out your finances. I think that's what it is for most of us, right? Like we can act like we're okay. We can act like, Hey, we're all kind of on the same, but, but we're not like, you know, for a lot of us, it's like, you have to work. You have to worry about your finances. You have like, you have these headaches, right? So, but in the realm of that stupid argument that, you know, that we were all having around the world about Megan versus the Royal family, of mm-hmm. course I pick Megan. Like, yeah, it, you know, you'd be, you know, I'd be in Cause I've seen the other side. I have friends on the other side, which is yeah. Hilarious. Unfortunately you have bad friends. That's what we're <laughs> learning. This episode is that you should get new. Friends. I need better friends. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, if somebody, you don't, like we don't even have Matthew be- Ferry as a, a Perry as a friend anymore. So, Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, well now we have to go back. Who is your favorite friend character? Um, you know, uh, growing up, mm-hmm. I was a big Monica fan. I feel like I am very Monica too. I feel like I may have like molded my personality to Monica. It's possible. Um, yeah. I'd say I'm a lot. I would. I appreciate. I mean, Chandler was my favorite to watch. I felt yes. like I was a Monica, but as I grow older, I realize that I am Ross. So I watched. I rewatched Friends when it came on HBO Max. Like I watched the entire series. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, growing up, Chandler is always, always your favorite, right? What I remembered yeah. was that I liked Joey near the end more than I liked Chandler because Chandler turned into like a weird character after he lost his job. I, I just didn't like what was going on with him. And Joey always made me laugh. Um, but the thing that I realized is like, Ross is incredible. David Schwimmer is so fucking funny. Yes. Um, as Ross, like, especially after like his divorces and he loses it. Yeah. He's just the funniest guy in the world. Absolutely unhinged. He loses yeah. his mind. And honestly, like emotionally, I'm at a Ross almost most of the time. You know that like like Ross, that's the season where he's like having multiple the sandwich, but he's like he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like I feel that way all the time. 
So that's why, you know, I think that I'm like a put together person, like a, like a organized neurotic, like a Monica, but really I'm just unhinged like Ross. Yeah. The, right. I, just this, like, I just remember this one, like from my rewatch, uh, this one line when Ross goes, you didn't count Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, anyways, all right. sorry, That's we were talking bad. about Prince Harry. You got Prince no. Harry? Yeah. Okay, sorry. We're done with Prince Harry now. Okay, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, you were saying about your friends. You said that there's friends who appreciate, who like were anti Megan because they're anti Megan. Yeah. yeah, they're idiots and they're like all about the queen. I'm like, motherfucker, you're from Calcutta. <laughs> Come on. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calm down. They'll never accept you. Okay, yeah. chill out. Um, also, very exciting. Speaking of the royal family, next week we're going to start our crown watch. So on Thursdays, oh, yes. we're going to have a weekly episode per week. That's how weekly works. <laughs> <laughs> of of uh, the crown. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I, I wrote a joke about Tom Brady's divorce. Let's go back. Ugh, and I didn't I, get to I'll say it. it. I'll pretend like we're still talking about it. <laughs> I wrote so stupid. I said one could say unretiring from the NFL really took the air out of his marriage. Oh, that is topical. Twelve years ago, hey, it still it still burns. Okay, it still hurts my husband. Okay, okay, the Eagles lost that Super Bowl. That is it's, completely that wrong. That is what he tells but- me. That is um, not he true. Says that is because he cheated because they deflated their balls. I'm not arguing with anybody about this. That wasn't the deflated balls. They were. That's when the Patriots were still videotaping other teams. Practices. Okay, whatever. They're they're cheaters. <laughs> okay, that's all I know. Um. Anyway, uh, I wanted to because it's Halloween. You mentioned this, I think, last week, maybe, or the week before, about how, like, you yeah. were talking about, like, people are ripe for conspiracy theory theorizing yeah. right like the suburban moms yeah 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 like the the essential oil mlm to like QAnon conspiracy theorist like pipeline is like a mm-hmm. 45 minute youtube video like you want yeah. <laughs> like that's all it takes <laughs> that's it um but there is you know because it's halloween there is the shit i keep seeing i keep seeing it on people's instagram stories and it's always captioned with like i can't believe people would be this cruel you mentioned it it's this rainbow fentanyl in candy and they're like it's like and then the, it's all fraud. i can't i'm just i can't even get the words out there's an there's a clip it's like not even a clip it is a picture it's a picture of like milk duds like a container of milk duds and inside yeah. of it is rainbow fentanyl and it says yeah. los angeles you know bust on rainbow fentanyl in candy boxes right mm-hmm. and it has an abc news logo so i was like you know what i'm gonna google this because this is stupid i'm gonna yeah. google it and all it is all that happened is that yes in la there was a drug bust and they got caught somebody who was smuggling rainbow fentanyl in candy boxes, okay? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that they're actually going to fill up a gigantic container of milk duds and fill it up with rainbow fentanyl and hand it to your three-year-old, you fucking idiots. And people keep posting it and being like, we need to protect our kids. Yeah. 
Because all they're like, it's a news story. And I'm like, well, did you look and did you watch the news story? What was the news story? Did the news story say this is what's happening? No, the news story said that somebody got caught smuggling drugs wrapped in candy wrappers. Yes, that doesn't I watched mean that, that they're news- handing it out. I watched that news story uh, because a concerned mother sent it to me and said that I am so worried that oh they're going to hand out rainbow fentanyl to my kids when they go trick-or-treating. And I was like, I don't think they give away good drugs for free. Also, like, I don't think that, like, our kids would eat candy that they don't know. Like, I don't know. Does anybody – like, my kids, my kids, like, if they get a chicken nugget that's not a shape that they're used to, they're like, what the hell is this? Like, I don't think that they're going to be just, like – ravage beasts that just like put an entire Snickers bar into their mouth with the wrapper still on. Like they're not stupid. I just, it's so maddening. Why is everyone so dumb? That's the other thing. Like they, you have to, not only do you have to be evil enough to give fentanyl to kids, right? I guess for the yucks, I guess that's the reason why somebody's doing it. But you'd have to be the kind of person that would like unwrap a piece of candy put the rainbow fentanyl in there and then rewrap it. So it looks like it's a new thing and then hand it out to the kids. Right? Like you're not, how else are you handing it out? Nobody just has like open candy out there. No, no. Right? And that seems like too much work for somebody who's evil enough to kill kids. I feel it, it's just, it just like, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that people understand that, like, a lot of crime against children happens by people that most people know. Like, a crime against your child is going to happen likely by a person that you already know. So, yes, it does happen. There are kidnappers and people like that. But usually, like, when you get an Amber Amber Alert, the Amber Alerts are usually, like, Parents, like parents yep. or family members or somebody they know taking a child without the primary guardian's permission. That's what that mm-hmm. is. So it's just it's just this like this like mass panic that always exists with like we need to like do something for our kids. And I'm like, I don't know, like just like be a good parent, I guess. Like I don't like I'm not the best mom, but like I feel like I'm a pretty decent mother and i feel like i have a pretty decent <laughs> i feel like take I've it or a, leave it really <laughs> i feel like we got like a decent like you know like idea of what my kids like what like i mean i'm you know i've melt i have a meltdown from time to time i scream at them like there are certain times when i'm yelling at them where i'm like i sound like i'm barking right like it does mm-hmm. happen but this stuff is not the stuff like this is not the stuff that you need to be panicked about ladies. I think there is, yeah, I mean, I'm not a parent. Um, Thank God. It's probably actually why I have all, like, the, I have the patience to deal with my idiot friends. and Yeah, that's what I said earlier. Yeah, I was always (laughs) paying attention. Um, (laughs) But I think, you know, uh, because these things happen, because kidnappings happen, um, they usually don't happen in suburbia, right? Um, but what's sad is like all of these kidnappings happen, all these kids go missing. Um, we don't hear about them and we don't hear about them because they happen to minorities and they, they happen in, you know, lower income areas. Um, so the number is huge, right? What's sad is, is like 
when somebody has like an agenda to push, like, like when somebody wants to scare you, they'll yeah. use those stats and they'll, you know, pretend like they're talking about suburbia, but that's not where it's happening. It's happening yeah. in the inner cities. It's happening in, um, you know, it, it's happening with minority families and stuff like that. Right. This is obviously just a ploy. Um, and now I don't know if you blame the news. I don't know if you blame, you know, bored soccer moms that are trying to be famous on Instagram and social media and all of that stuff. I don't know who you blame. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch it's, of nonsense. You know what else yes, is nonsense? I yes, really I wish, sorry. I, I really wish that they would use that energy um, that they're using to scare suburban moms to maybe, you know, maybe trying to help out people in the inner cities. Like, you know, that's really what they should be doing. Like yeah. I hear about, you know, white girls going missing all the time, but yeah. I never hear about, you know, black girls going missing. And that's who it happens to more than anyone else. And it's that's right. fucking infuriating. Yeah, that's right. So, you know what else is infuriating? What's that? Uh, Twitter's been purchased by Elon Musk. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God I was never on that piece of shit site. Ooh. You're not a Actually, Twitter guy. I've are. never, you know, so uh, secretly, oh um, like 13 years ago, one of our friends thought that I would be very good on Twitter. Okay. Um, so for my birthday, she got me a Twitter handle. Like she was like, oh, I, you know, I got for helium, I guess. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, I got this for your birthday. I was like, first of all, this is free. I could have just registered it myself. Yeah. Um, so I think I have like four posts or four tweets on there, if that's still active. One of them was about uh, the big man, Clarence Clemens, after he passed away. Do you know who the big man is? Uh, no. He used to play. Uh, he was part of the E Street Band. So I was very okay. sad when he passed away. Okay. Um, so I think that's it. But yeah, I've never been on. Uh, so this is, I think, like 2009 or 2010 when I posted those tweets. But I've never been on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. And I am so fucking glad that I'm not because then I would have to quit. Because another guy, just Elon Musk. Like, how do you not see the fucking grift there? Like, how do you, how are you taking it seriously? How do you, oh. Oh the world is full of idiots. Okay, they're all just—they're all—they're all. There's a lot of people who, like you know, like you know, I mean, I'm a—I'm you know, I'm a religious person. You're a religious person, so we believe yeah. in like spirituality. Like we're spiritual people, I would say. Yeah. Like we're not like traditionally religious, but we're spiritual people, right? And like there are people around us who are like so super duper religious who like believe everything to a T and they don't understand that like a lot of religion is like analogies, right? Like it's yeah. not ex it's not exactly as it's written. Like it's a lot of it is like you have to believe in the lessons and all that kind of stuff, right? And you're like, I get that that seemed more real to people a hundred years ago because they just thought that everything was to be taken exactly as it was, right? Like as uh -oh. it's as you've heard it or whatever. Like they didn't. Which is like to point out that this is Noor speaking when the beheadings happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's uh, 
it's more like I get that people took things more literally, right? Yes. And yeah. then you like, you know, you just look around and you're like, oh no, the world is still full of idiots. Like there is there is never gonna be a shortage on dumb fucks who wanna follow dumb fucks and dumb fucks who know that they can make money off of dumb fucks, who I guess then yeah. are they're a little bit smart for that, I guess. But mm-hmm. <sighs> happy Halloween, everyone. Are you on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> Are you going to remain on Twitter? Um, I am going to delete the app from my phone. Ooh, ooh, so ooh that's, that's a step in. That's a step, step in the right in direction. The right direction. Um, but you know, and also, I might do that because um, House of the Dragon was one of the biggest reasons why, like, Game of Thrones is why I joined Twitter is because I loved watch like reading all of the Game of Thrones stuff on Twitter. Okay. There was always hilarious Game of Thrones stuff on there, and then, but like Housewives Twitter is so toxic. Like politics, Twitter is so toxic. Like it's just a very, it's just a place where people go to get angry. Like the other day, some lady posted about how she tweeted that she every single morning has a cup of coffee with her husband and they sit out in their backyard and it's a tr- it's something that they do every single day and they've never stopped doing it and it's their favorite thing to do. And people started dragging her and they were like, how dare you throw your garden in people's faces? <laughs> like there are people that are suffering. How could you? It was fucking nuts. Like Twitter is bananas. And so now Twitter is full of like racists and homophobes and anti-Semites and I'm just like, you know what? It's a good time to be off of Twitter. So don't follow me at the reality is pod, but do follow me at that on Instagram because I am on Instagram. So well, that's the end of this episode. Yay. Yay. We okay. solved it. We solved it all. We solved it all. Okay. The the, the bottom line is uh, just be smarter. Just be smart. Okay. No, there's no rainbow fentanyl. Don't listen to incels. Get off of Twitter. And are you still on Facebook, by the way? I am unfortunately on Facebook only only because of our town stuff. Like I go I'm only on Facebook for the local community because there's a lot of like donation and swapping groups. So like a lot of times like people in our community will like ask for things. So I'll like donate stuff. And I'm just on because our mother Every time it's somebody's birthday, she customizes her Facebook profile page. Yeah, that's the only way I've been on Facebook in the last twelve years. She puts she puts up a picture of my dumb face on my birthdays, yeah, and, she but she has nobody to add. The most unflattering pictures of you. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right, oh. well, guys, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'll be back on Wednesday to talk about Rahasas of Potomac and Mary to Medicine Part One, and then later on this week, I will have the Love Is Blind finale, season three finale episodes with my friend Giselle from Who Asked Me podcast, and then um, and I'll, yeah, so look out for that. Thank you, uh, Raheel, for enraging me right before I went to bed. Go Forty Niners.